This is the Resonance AI Podcast, conversations about the future of media. Our 23rd episode is part one of our conversation with Dylan Mulvaney. They are an actor and content creator who had been touring with the musical The Book of Mormon until COVID. We asked Dylan how it was the pandemic that led to their success on the social media platform TikTok. Us theater people, we didn't really get much of a choice when everything shut down to be doing what we love to do. I did see some sort of, you know, Zoom musicals and concerts and benefits happening. And I just wasn't very interested in those because I was like, this isn't why I I do theater to go out on stage and to connect with people and to feel that energy. And that just does not happen over a Zoom screen. That's my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of actors who have had very successful workshops and readings of, of musicals during this time, but I just said, oh, I, I think that's actually going to make me kind of sad. So I was like, what is my next best option? So I kind of recalibrated uh, after like a month of sulking and I decided that social media was going to be my best option because that means I can self-produce my content. I can be putting anything out there And interestingly enough, they do have a lot of similarities because you have to be big in order to get your energy across that stage, similarly to like getting it across my phone camera for social media. And they also entail sort of a level of instant gratification as well, because theater, you have an audience clapping for you and, you know, the standing ovations and social media, you have the likes and the follows. So during this time, I basically discovered there's so many other things that I wanted to do other than just theater. And interestingly enough, most of my social media and my TikTok and everything, they don't really have anything to do with theater. I'm showing off parts of myself that don't really coincide with what I was doing before the pandemic, but I get to add elements of my musical theater background, whether it's, you know, maybe I'm singing a little song or doing a little dance and that kind of surprises some people because they don't realize that I come from that Broadway background. I've realized hand in hand, they both help each other out greatly. If you weren't focused on, on, in theater, sort of, were you doing any sort of uh, creation of your own content? So funny is that my dream was just to be on Broadway. That was like point blank. If you had asked me a year ago today, it was, I just want to be on Broadway. And I had never, because I went to a musical theater college, you know, in Cincinnati, and all you did was live, sleep, eat, cry musical theater. And I I didn't even really know there was that many options out there uh, to do other things. And of course, there's so many careers in the performing arts. But since I was little, that's what I did was dance, sing and act. And it wasn't until the pandemic that I, I started creating other things and realized that I had not tapped into my true potential. And that's what's so exciting now is like, I don't think I could go back to that one tracked mind anymore of, oh my God, all I want to do is to be on Broadway because I want to have, I want to have a stake in my art now. I want to be able to be a part of the, the creation process. Does that mean finding a way to use your new sort of creativity and in, in creating your own stuff, sort of then trying to adapt that towards theater since you've been so immersed in that for so long? You know, that's really funny is that I, so I've started writing a lot lately. I'm, I have a writing partner. We're writing some screenplays right now and working on a pilot. And I have yet to touch on anything of like creating for 
theater. And in a way, it's almost like I'm compartmentalizing my creativity. Like I'm almost scared to like reopen the theater chapter of my life. I think in a way I'm a little scared to have it leave me again. So I'm not creating for it because I know how much it hurt when that art form left this world for over a year now. Uh, so in a way, it's almost like I, I don't want to put my energy into that art form until I know it's like, okay, we're back. Because even the West End over in London, they, were, they started shows, I think they did last summer, they put the shows back on for about like three days and then they had to shut them down again. And I was like, how hurtful and sad would that be to think that you are getting to live your dream again? And then it's ripped from you twice, you know, it's like... Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me kind of situation. But I am an optimistic person. So I have great faith that, you know, Broadway is coming back. It is, it's going to be coming back regionally, even before that this summer around the country, we're going to see a lot of amazing musicals pop up, plays uh, outside, you know, theater performance art. So not to say that I'm trying to be negative about the situation, but I'm trying to prepare myself so that I don't get as hurt as I did last March. So say theater were to come back and sort of, you know, going about as though nothing necessarily had changed that much, would you still look towards TikTok as being something that you would invest time in? Yeah, I, I, I actually can't really imagine, you know, going backward in, in my life, my career, and, and in a it's kind of crazy way that social media is now part of my career. It has become lucrative for me. And I actually think it will help me get some great roles in TV, film and theater, just because followers equal ticket sales, um, which is a crazy time that we're living in. Uh, so yes, I think I'm going to keep it up. I don't want to just be an influencer. And there are people that do that and they you know, are very successful with it. And I applaud them for that. I'm trying to use social media to launch me to my bigger dreams and just use it as a stepping stone. And we are in a time where those follows do matter and they can help you get a job. So I can't imagine just going backward and doing the exact same show, exact same role without all this newfound creativity. Like if I, if I were to do that, if I was to go back to Mormon right now and play that same part eight times a week, I think that I would have to fuel myself in another way, whether that be writing something or shooting a, a short film on the side. Just now that those batteries have kind of been turned on inside me, I don't think I can turn them off just for theater when it reopens. I'm finding that I love just playing the character of Dylan and not, you know, I want the world to see me as a human being, less so of look at all the different characters I can do. I think that I underestimated myself and my personality and my gifts and, and thinking that I needed to hide myself in roles. And on the, the topic of non-binary, which I, I'd love to talk to you about, uh, is that for so long, I, I didn't acknowledge that, uh, that possibility for me and my gender identity because I was so concerned with not having any roles to play. I'd never heard of a non-binary character in a musical or even on TV. So the, this pandemic actually gave me an opportunity to uh, ask myself, okay, who is Dylan without theater? Who is Dylan without acting? And, and now I've, I've fallen in love with myself, basically, 
in a way that's like, oh, wow, I like who I am. And I now want to share that with the world. And, and so many lovely people have now also said, oh, we like who you are. I think that's even what a great opportunity to show directors, casting directors, these people that this is the kind of person that you're going to be working with. And I'm doing that through just my own content that has nothing to do with acting. I tend to, to see a lot of social media content as being, there's kind of that line between there's, there's you as a brand, but there's also this idea of just like a self-celebration of just a, a, a choosing to be like, here's who I am. Here's what I enjoy. Here's how magnificent I am without necessarily trying to commercialize your own personality. It's a very scary thing to put yourself out there online. It's very terrifying to, to show sides of yourself that might be embarrassing or might get made fun of. Social media is very vulnerable. And I think in a lot of ways, because theater was such a safe space where I didn't have to put myself on blast because you're hiding behind a character. But now there is something I still find very scary about putting myself out there. And I, I don't think I'm commercializing myself. I do think it is a celebration of, hey, if you want to join the Dylan party, come on in. And I, you know, I actually have had some, you know, not so nice messages or comments or hateful things happen. And, and I'm still learning how to navigate those. I think when I put something out there, I have to, it's, it's less of like, okay, are you trying to get likes right now? Or are you just trying to share something with someone? Um, and I, and I've, I've noticed when I'm just trying to make something that's viral, it doesn't go viral. It's those moments that you don't even put that much effort into, but just being the most raw, silly version of myself has gotten me the best response versus the times when I tried really hard to be liked or get the likes. Dear Evan Hansen is coming to theaters. Steven Spielberg's West Side Story will be out at the end of the year. Stage to film musical adaptations have been hit or miss essentially forever. Why do you think a great stage musical doesn't necessarily mean a great film musical. I do agree that like watching Hamilton on Disney Plus, did it have the same energy that I felt when I was in the theater? No, but it was still enjoyable. But I, I, I do miss that feeling of, you know, spending $17 on a glass of wine in the plastic cup and, and getting dressed up to for, like an event. It really is uh, like a, an, an event, uh, an, like an experience. But the bottom line is that I really think this year our world needs musicals right now. I mean, so much of the content we're seeing is literally the news or it's dark TV shows like The Handmaid's Tale that reflects what's happening in the world. And it's so based in reality that we need some fantasy. Like I want to see a character break into song. And I sort of wish that we got to live in a world where that did happen just in normal life. But these movie musicals, it's, a, it's an awesome opportunity for musical theater actors to be cast in film and to be making that big paycheck because for a long time the tv industry and film sort of saw musical theater actors as lesser than uh there wasn't a lot of crossover for a lot of years and even when i was a kid i was told that i was too big or my acting was too campy or but now we're seeing so many fabulous broadway actors become tv film stars so I think that what a great opportunity for movie musicals to touch 
more viewers than it would on stage. I know there, there's a lot of people that can't afford to go to New York or to even their local theaters and see it. So for like the eight-year-old Dylan out there that can sit in front of a Netflix screen and watch something like Dear Evan Hansen, or, that is, that's incredible. The Resonance AI podcast is produced by Random Inkara and Shane Mailing. It's hosted and edited by Shane Mailing. And our music is by Damian Johnston. To learn more, go to resonanceai.com.